For UCLA Radio, I'm Sophia Donskoy, and you're listening to the Weekly News Podcast. Today we have a report on Campus Events Commission, news about WhatsApp, and information on astrology. Here's Talia with more. The Campus Events Commission is an integral part of the UCLA community. From organizing the start of the year Brune Bash concert to movie showings and lectures, CEC provides the student body with access to various artistic meetings. Uh, my name is Oliver, and I'm a part of CEC Concerts, which is a smaller section of CEC, uh, Campus Events Commission. And our job in CEC Concerts are to uh, hire musical acts and musical artists to come uh, perform shows at um, a few different venues we have on campus for the student body, um, and along with um, putting on the annual Bruin Bash at the start of the year during Zero Week. Um, some of my roles in CEC are we all, um, all, all, all of us in the, in the group are kind of equal in what we do, um, and we divide up tasks relatively equally, but we'll each, um, for example, like two of us on the team will work on the show for February while another two will work on the show for April. Um, and what we do is we brainstorm artists, we reach out to their agents and their booking agencies and get um, quotes from them. And we handle all the logistical aspects um, concerning the venue and the equipment that they need and uh, along with like contracts and other business aspects um, of the music industry. And then um, along with during the actual show, we usually have to help set up the green rooms and bring the artists and make sure everything's running smoothly and kind of be on standby the whole show. Um, CC Concerts is definitely very important in my life because I'm looking to go into a career that's very similar to this, something in the music industry. Um, and this is a good opportunity to get practice and to have fun and to make great connections uh, in college doing something I enjoy doing. CEC Concerts gives UCLA students a unique opportunity to see their favorite musical artists in more private settings with their fellow peers, helping to create a community within our large school. Make sure to keep up with CEC Concerts' upcoming shows such as Dizzy Faye on February 28th and their EDM show in spring called Ultra Bloom. Whether you're in CEC or another student organization, chances are you use GroupMe to stay in touch. Kat has some news about the popular group chat app. The UCLA administration released an announcement to UCLA um, employees and professors that if they are traveling to China to not use the WhatsApp app, um, which is one of the most popular apps to use in China for um, just messaging back and forth, talking to your friends. And I was in China a couple years ago and I also used the app WhatsApp and um, now there are security threats by the UC um, company. So UC contracts a company kind of to advise security for UCLA personnel that are traveling abroad, etc. And they have reported that WhatsApp is dangerous to use and that the information shared over WhatsApp um, can easily be viewed or confiscated by the Chinese government. Um, that is not surprising to me because even a couple years ago, um, a lot of people were aware that WhatsApp was not 
confidential. Um, and that goes for any app nowadays, not even just in China, but in the United States as well. Um, privacy is not really a simple concept. It's gotten a lot more complicated. But um, this is an interesting thing that the security contracted business has specifically um, given recomm recommendations about using WhatsApp while in China. And the Daily Bruin also interviewed some um, Chinese students. And the students said that they felt it wasn't really a big issue that um, the security and privacy of WhatsApp isn't, isn't very high. And as long as you use it um, mindful that other people or the Chinese government could see what you're communicating, then um, you shouldn't be sending anything that would get you arrested or in trouble. But um, this goes along with a lot of other similar policy changes that have been implemented in China. Also, their social surveillance system has facial recognition and um, keeps track of things people do every day. For example, spitting on the street or smoking in non-smoking areas would deduct a citizen's points. And if a citizen's um, points gets too low, then they would lose privileges to public transportation, um, to their traveling privileges, and other things like that. This started about a year ago, the social surveillance system, and is still unfolding. Now, um, there's also an app in China that can alert you if there is someone that owes a lot of money or is in great debt. If that person is within 500 feet of you, you will get a notification. And that is um, something that's thought to maybe make people pay their debts or to stop, um, you know, borrowing too much money. And the app also tells people that if you see someone in debt and they look like they're able to pay money, that you should report them. Um, so I don't know, you know, what would define who looks like they have money to repay their debt. Perhaps if they're shopping somewhere or spending a lot of money and you get a notification on your phone that someone near you is in debt, um, you would report that. And it's likely that reporting people like that or reporting behavior of people in debt would give um, the citizens of China extra points in the social surveillance system. And these points are important for the people of China because not having these points, like I said, would limit their pri privileges of travel, transportation, um, where you can work, and other things like that. So, you know, this, this is a really high-tech concept too. So China must be working really hard to develop these um, facial recognition, location services, um, and tracking technologies, especially considering how many people live in China and how big the country of China is. That's a lot of people and a lot of geographic area to cover. 
and to keep track of all of that and then um, portray it and use it to develop these apps that also have facial recognition, etc. Just goes to show, you know, the different ways that technology can and is being used. Um, things like privacy and um, ads, tracking services of computers, Americans have become more aware of, but I don't think a lot of us realize how intense or how much our privacy could be taken away through these technologies. And in places like China, you really see how technology can be used so effectively and um, so much research goes into these types of technologies that aim to take away privacy and it's becoming really effective and ingrained into people's daily lives. I haven't seen a lot of news about protests against this type of surveillance system. Um, a lot of people in China seem to feel um, no way about it. They just think that they're going to go on with their lives and they're not going to do anything really bad anyway. So the social surveillance system won't really inflict any changes onto their lives. But as things continue to unfold, it will be interesting to see what the response will be from both Chinese citizens and also the rest of the world. The rest of the world, um, you know, the U.S. hasn't really been putting this topic into the mainstream news for many reasons. One of them probably because there's so much going on in the U.S., but I think it's important to understand what's what technologies and in what ways um, they're being used to take away citizens' privacies because if it's happening in one part of the world, then it's foolish to think that that could not happen somewhere else. And possibly things like this could be happening, but we're just not fully aware of these possibilities. Astrology is a hot topic here on the UCLA campus. Our radio stars Luca and Michael have more info. Astrology is something that has gripped humanity for a long, long time. And for those of you who don't know what it is, uh, at, its, at its most basic, it's just a star sign depending uh, on what day you were born. And depending on what day you were born on, that determines what your sun sign is. Mine is Sagittarius. Uh, my co-host's sun sign is... Uh, Pisces. Pisces, okay. Um, but what people don't know is that it actually transcends that. There's a lot more to it. There's things like your moon sign, your rising sign, your... Um, uh, your placements in Venus and Mars and whatnot, but there's also 12 houses of the Zodiac, and we're going to go through what all these 12 houses represent. The first house begins with the Zodiac and covers all the firsts, including first impressions, the self, appearance, leadership, fresh starts, and beginnings. The second house covers all matters to uh covers all matters related to your immediate material and physical environment so like taste smells sounds basically the senses third house is communication like talking thinking 
and devices. Fourth house is, uh, it rules the foundation of all things. So your home, privacy, security, parents, uh, children, etc. Fifth house is self-expression. So drama, color, attention, romance. Sixth house is health and service. So that's schedules, organization, routines, fitness, diet, and exercise. Seventh house is uh, the sector of relationships and with other people. So partnerships, business and personal relationship, um, contracts, marriage, business deals. Eighth house is um, a mysterious sector that rules birth, death, sex, transformation, mysteries, and more. The ninth house covers the higher mind, expansion, international and long distance travel, foreign languages, and a lot more, kind of like a miscellaneous, if you will. (laughs) The 10th house is at the very top and most public part of the chart. This 10th house governs structures, corporations, tradition, public image, fame. The 11th house rules teams, friendships, groups, society, technology. And then finally, the 12th house, completing the houses, rules endings. Whoa, that's deep. Um, So now we're going to shift over to my co-host, Michael. How does the uh, your horoscope and all your sign placements and whatnot affect your day-to-day life at UCLA? Well, um, you know, I, it took me a long time to get into astrology. Like, I have friends that were into it way before me, and mm-hmm. I always just thought it was, like, uh, vague, vague things that apply to everyone. But more and more, like, using my CoStar um, app and, like, what they tell me every day, I've been noticing, like, an odd level of specificity in relation to my life so like i don't know whether you know whether or not you believe in it or not i am like a hoe for um you know things that relate to my life and just kind of um i don't know just profound things and so i just i love reading it every day i love um you know getting to try to you know read my maybe my teachers um co-star not their co-star my teacher signs um you know all of that thanks for listening to the weekly podcast be sure to keep up with ucla radio news on instagram for memes breaking stories and updates on our content i'm sophia donskoy reporting